can have courage and you can have courage and that's where that whole knowing your worth to ask for that raise or knowing your worth like having the courage to put the business idea on paper or having the courage to speak up or having the courage to say no or having the courage to say yes the courage comes before the confidence but what happens is little by little by little because you're taking those courageous steps and it's scary and you'll shake Like you have the courage to speak up, step out, show up. And through that courageousness, the confidence does come. Hello listeners and welcome along to the Mind to Lead podcast, the podcast where leaders are made. Whether you're a CEO, manager, teacher or parent, I believe everybody can be a leader. My mission is to help my listeners understand the skills, traits and mindset of what it takes to become an exceptional leader. I'm your host, Georgie Hubbard, business owner, career, and mindset coach. So if you're ready to discover the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome back to the Mind to Lead podcast. In today's episode, this was an incredible experience for me because I got to interview one of my amazing, amazing friends, Anna Richards. Anna is just an exceptional human being, a incredible entrepreneur and in today's episode we just literally touched the surface I think we could do many more interviews and learn so much from Anna but what you will learn is how she starts her day and her morning routine which ultimately impacts how she shows up in her life the energy that she has and how she goes about protecting that and creating it self-love, why it's not selfish, why it's an absolute essential for us all to live a fulfilled and happy life, and ultimately how to own your day and live your dream. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. For me, it was an incredible, incredible um, interview. So please enjoy. So welcome to episode number five of the Mind to Lead podcast. I am super excited because I am sat here today with Anna Richards. Anna, amazing to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's just start by, if you could give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are and a little bit about your, your background. Amazing. I always say fundamentally, it's funny, I was just at an event during the week and they were like, go around the room and tell us about yourself. And everyone was like, blah, 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 blah. And it got to me and I'm like, I'm a life enthusiast. (laughs) So first and foremost, I always say that I'm just deeply, wholly a life enthusiast. However, more about me is I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was 18. Uh, I was working in an accounting firm there's so much to me so many facets but I was working in the accounting firm and I always say this was like my foot in the door I used to stick I was just a junior admin and I used to stick wealthy people's tax returns and I would flip straight to the back every time I mean I'd answered phones and got coffee (laughs) but I also stuck their tax returns and I remember I used to stick these tax returns and go straight to the back to see their profit and loss And I remember I always used to see, you know, millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars for business owners. Mm. And then I would do the like company's employees and they were on tens of thousands. Mm. And I always used to say to them, it was a lot of men. And that's another reason why I'm passionate about women entrepreneurs. But a lot of men would come in and I'm like, how do you do this? How did Mm. you start your company? How do you earn this money? And Mm. and that's as well where that... Um, energy of the quality of your life is the quality of your questions because Mm. they were the ones that were like well young lady you know 
ask questions, you know, find the need in the market and start your own business. And so I was 18 years of age. I, Morgan, my now husband was in my life, uh, but we were dating sort of, um, but I wanted, I, that's where I saw the need. I, I always used to say, I, I felt like my generation, this is even back then, pre Tinder, pre apps, they needed to date more mm. and court one another more. Mm-hmm. And so I started this dating website for 18 to 30 year olds called Possibly Maybe. Wrote a business plan, took out a business loan. And at the time, I was studying, working full time and studying full time. Um, and I was doing that amongst everything else. And then I got poached from that job into federal politics. Mm. So then I was in federal politics for four years, um, gave my, like closed down my dating website. I always say it was the apprenticeship to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Loved it. Absolutely taught me a lot in terms of grit, failure, Mm. failure and more failure, which I'm so grateful for. Um, But yeah, then I spent, so I was 20, turning 21 when I then got poached into politics and I spent four years in federal politics Whilst in federal politics, I just was never, I was, I always had like busy feet. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wasn't the thing for me. And people used to look at me and go, Anna, you know, you're 21 on this six figure income. Mm-hmm. You like, we used to fly the private jets to parliament house, like all these amazing things. And, and I was happy, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'd hit glass ceilings. I worked my way up to the top very young and I just, mm-hmm. I wanted, I constantly wanted more. And I always used to think back to the tax returns. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I want to be earning the back page because mm-hmm. I think when good people make great money, they can do extraordinary things. Yeah. And so that was my journey. And then at 25, stressed off my head working in federal, federal politics, I found a, I was into health and fitness and um, a product came along to help me with that. And it happened to be connected to network marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'd done a business degree. Mm-hmm. I had a double major in human resource management management, and, and minor in entrepreneurship. I'd spent four years inside Parliament House. I'd started a business at 18. So I considered myself an intelligent woman. And mm-hmm. when these products fell on my lap, which I was already obsessed with, and attached to network marketing, which my naivety was the gift because people can be anti it. But when it fell on my lap, as an educated, intelligent woman, the business model made sense. Mm-hmm. Low risk to no risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, you didn't have to hold stock. You didn't have to do a business plan. There was nothing like that. You could sell a product, take take a product direct to market and earn mm-hmm. a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dove into that head first and I remember my boss was like, this is what you've wanted. Like, this mm-hmm. is what you've been looking for. And he bought me the four-hour work week and, and inscribed, like, go and find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that was six and a half years ago. I earned my first million dollars in that within five years. Um, you know, travel the world. My mm-hmm. husband and I live debt free. Mm-hmm. We we have an extraordinary life. So it's mm-hmm. there's a lot to it, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the mm-hmm. quickest way that I can yeah. condense it. Wow. Okay. There's a lot there yeah. and a lot that I'm going <laughs> to unpack. So this is really exciting. So what a journey. Thank you. And I have to say from knowing you for the, the short time, I've been blessed to know you. You're an absolute beacon of hope energy and everything you've just said there is just so true to think who you are so one of the first things I want to touch on is something that we are both extremely passionate about which is women entrepreneurship yes so I know that you you're you're a huge advocate for this you do a lot of giving back so let's unpack that a little bit so when you speak to women and they're sort of I I feel like unfortunately women are, are more fearful than men you know, mm-hmm. I, I do find that when I speak to a lot of women, there's sort of always fear and these scarcities about, you know, society and how to start. So what advice would you give to 
to a to a woman listening to this right now who perhaps wants to start their own business and you know is going through that right now amazing question and mm. i th- wish that we could have more of this conversation globally mm. so i believe for two things i think you're instead of looking because this was me mm-hmm. back when i was 21 and i'm so grateful for my boss in politics mm-hmm. i used to introduce myself because politics was a man's world it mm-hmm. is and it still is and I used to go and he was, he just honoured and respected me as a woman and as a young person with energy and wanting mm. to make this. I was the pit bull of parliament, they used to say. Like, I always wanted to like make an impact and, and disrupt. But I always used to start conversations, you know, he'd bring me into, you know, meet the Alan Joyce, the CEO of Qantas. And I didn't like something he'd say. So I'd sort of kick in and DJ, my boss DJ would always be like, go on like poke the bear but I used to say uh I know I'm only a woman Ah. I know I'm a woman and I'm Mm. young but Mm. and my boss said to me if you say that again Mm. I'll fire you like being a woman Mm. is your strength Mm. own it Mm -hmm. and so the first piece of advice I would say is that we we are and I believe it's so we are more timid we we do step back a little bit so the two things that I'll always say is being a woman is our superpower. Mm-hmm. We are, I truly believe it's its the woman that will heal the world. That is, we are the ones that that can and will heal everything because that's going on in the world. This is woo-woo. But I always say, you know, she's not called Mother Earth for no reason. So I think when we heal our world, we can heal the world. But I also think as well, like women have to understand that and everybody, like this is, this is gender, not gender specific, but for women, we are the ones that, have less confidence i always say to all women just by you walking into a room the mere presence of you makes that room better and that's what i think women have to understand so in starting their business well you starting your business the mere fact that you will show up to a business meeting or make the pitch or step up or speak up or show up the mere fact that you've done that makes the world a better place so it's having the confidence to know that, to know your worth mm-hmm. um, and then understanding that your superpower is the fact that you're women, mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about confidence there because I think that that's something that some people say, oh, you know, people are naturally confident. I, I disagree with that. I was extremely mm-hmm. shy in school and I've created the person that I am today. So how how does somebody go about gaining more confidence would you have any advice or tips on that absolutely yes so confidence is a skill Mm. and confidence takes practice Mm -hmm. but courage Mm. is the big thing you're always going you have to have courage before you have confidence Mm -hmm. courage always comes before confidence Mm -hmm. no i don't care unless you're kanye west Mm -hmm. like and i joke all the time i'm like can't you've got kanye west confidence (laughs) Unless you are Kanye West, you are not innately born. Like you don't, you can't walk into any room with that God mm-hmm. complex, although he's come down now. Yeah. Um, but you can have courage mm-hmm. and you can have courage. And that's where that whole knowing your worth to ask for that raise or knowing your worth, like having the courage to put the business idea on paper or having the courage to speak up or having the courage to say no or having the courage to say yes. The courage comes before the confidence. But what happens is little by little by little, because you're taking those courageous steps and it's scary and you'll shake, you know, um, who's that beautiful girl? And she's like, speak, even if your voice shakes. She was she was bullied and she committed suicide, but that's it's a coin she termed. But I love it. Like you have the courage to speak up, step out, show up. 
And through that courageousness, the confidence does come. And now, you know, courage is innate to me now, but the confidence is still a skill. And, you know, I went to an event, a couple of events by myself the last week. And people even ask me all the time, Anna, how do you even do that? Like, I want to go to these events, but I don't have anyone to go with. And I'm like, you just have to have the courage to walk into the room have the courage to scan the room to find someone, have the courage to go and say hello and through that confidence will be built. But if you don't have the courage to take the first step, the the confidence is never going to come. I think as well, it's it's actually not just women. I think there's a lot of men with social anxiety out there as well. And I think that as human beings, where we sort of struggle sometimes is actually putting ourselves out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and w- what I found to build my confidence was I was constantly putting myself in situations that felt uncomfortable. But then when I was in them, I thought this isn't as bad as what I thought. Yeah. So it's just kind of looking for opportunities to go, right, this week I'm going to go to that meetup or I'm going to go and talk to that person. And I guess that's how you would build it. Would you Would you have absolutely. any? Yeah. 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 And yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it's it's just saying yes more. I just mm. believe like cut, like, Life begins at the end of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. It just does. Yeah. Everything that is good and mm-hmm. fun and all the money, my mentor always says, all the good, the money, the sex is like it all ends or it all begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's true. But it's just having the courage to step out of that comfort zone, to understand that and to step into that and from that the confidence grows for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And then to make that move into sort of getting out of your comfort zone so I I guess people would be sitting there going well I'm quite comfortable where I am and you know I'm quite happy where I am but then they'll if they're really truthful themselves they're perhaps not perhaps they want to start that business or perhaps they want to get out and you know experience you know meet new friends or have a new relationship so how how in a sort of a, a world where I think we are just relying too much on technology and social media and I think that's kind of a little bit part of the problem like social media mm. isn't so social where what 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 do you sort of see the future for like this whole like connection piece and how we can start like building connections and you know and what where do we find the motivation to want to push ourselves out of the comfort zone as well it's a a conversation that needs to be had because they're saying at the moment that uh loneliness has actually taken like the the number one fear i think it was speaking public speaking so Morgan used to, my husband always jokes and says it's the normal joke, but people would rather be in the coffin than speak at their own funeral. Like public speaking yeah. used to be feared more than death. Mm. And now it's speaking to people. It just like connecting. So not public speaking, just speaking to a new person. However, devastatingly, the statistic is that one of the number one causes of death now globally is loneliness. Yeah. So I just think knowing that and understanding the impact that social media is having Mm -hmm. on us, understanding the impact that loneliness is having on us, I think, and this is something that I did, and even last week, it's such a good example, I'd said to Morgan, because especially being, I'm like pointing to Carl as well, but being business owners, we can get stuck in our laptop in our home because we work from home. Um, It's, I said to Morgan, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, been I'm isolating myself I need to get to events and so I booked a couple of events just to push myself and it was uncomfortable it's still uncomfortable for me I went to three different networking events um, and they weren't even networking but it was like a workshop on events hilariously Um, it was just like a meetup for you know business entrepreneurs and then it was a success resources event but it was just to get out of the house and connect and have a laugh with some new people and I did that so I think you, I mean, there's no, 
there's nothing that you could say or do to inspire someone to want to get out of the house, but it's mm. just understanding that you, if you continue to isolate yourself, mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse and worse and you're mm-hmm. part of the problem, not mm-hmm. the solution of connection. I totally agree. And one thing that I always love about you is your your energy. You've just got this vibrance to you and I absolutely love it. So let's talk about how you've constructed that because, you know, some people, you know, they get out of bed every day and they're like, oh, another day another this another that so let's actually talk about something we're both passionate about which is how you start your day morning, morning routines, miracles. Yeah. miracle morning so let's talk how do you show up every day the beautiful person that you are thanks darling you what's too. your routine share I, so my routine is and i don't i want to okay so i'll say my routine so my routine mm. is and some people so i'm gonna preface it by saying this i give myself an hour but there's already some of you that are listening that are like oh good for her i don't have an hour i'm already out right so I take my hour and I can put it into six minutes for you so you mm-hmm. have no excuse mm-hmm. but for me I have this ethos of and I and, and I have had this for 10 years now on my self-love and self-discovery journey of giving to myself before I give to anyone else including my husband so my morning miracle is I get up early so I'm a 5 a.m. I just always have been um, pre and pre-corporate world and sort of now entrepreneurial and I read, I meditate, I write. So not even gratitudes, but I just journal my thoughts. Um, I say affirmations. I do money mindset work. I look at my vision board. Uh, I move my body. I eat well. I'm really focused on health. Health is my highest priority. Like health is my number one value. And then I start my day. So people always say that how, you know, even if it's, so I was at an event, I went to R&B Fridays on Friday yeah. night, which was wild. <laughs> I love to have fun. And I was there till, you know, I didn't get into bed till midnight. I was up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to be back up in, you know, Brisbane. So all this stuff. But I just made sure I still got up early just to get, and it wasn't an hour, but I moved my body. I did some affirmations. I made sure I put my oxygen mask on first. And then when I showed up that event, I wasn't tired. I wasn't complaining. I didn't have low energy. I was hyped I was pumped I had that vibrancy about me and I just I do believe it's because I give to myself first and and I am a huge believer of self-love I think that some people who don't perhaps practice self-love think it's selfish you know I've got to put my family first so I've got you know to put my kids husband friends whatever it is but what's what's your thoughts of someone sitting there and go I couldn't possibly take an hour a day and dedicate that to myself I say change a story mm-hmm. yo yeah I just change a story like I think we've been conditioned to believe that but it's like cool how's that working for you yeah take an honest look at your life and mm-hmm. like I say I've got all of my best friends of kids and a couple of kids and three under three and two under two and all this stuff so I, and I challenged them I said okay so take what I do in an hour and make it 10 minutes stretch on the side of the bed you know get up and and do some 10 minutes of stretching or meditate or say some affirmations and watch the difference with you with your kids and and it it's the truth and they're like it's transformed even if they've woken up 12 times in the night and been up since 4am they're like still taking that time um helps them so much so I just think we keep telling ourselves these stories right and we are you know thoughts become things so I don't have time for that or that's selfish. Okay, well, then that's your reality. Mm. Totally. Well, yeah. That is selfish for you, sure. But for me, I know that I show up better. I, you know, can earn more money. I can make a bigger impact. I can feel better. 
when I give to myself first. So change your stories, change your world. Like mm-hmm. absolutely, have a better story. Mm-hmm. And it all comes down to that mindset piece as well, because mindset is everything. And the only way you develop your mindset is by developing yourself. Exactly. You know. So I think that's huge. And what's really interesting as well, and I, I think that you and I spoke about this before about the whole sort of like all or nothing mm-hmm. and perfectionism. You know, like well, I if I'm going to do something, I've got to do it 100, percent and I've got to do this, and actually. It's the 10 minute, you know, yoga class that, you know, that you do in the morning or that one minute meditation that you do is better than nothing. So exactly. what's, what is your thoughts on like society and especially for women as well with this whole perfection culture that I think that we live in right now, we've got to be perceived to be perfect in all areas of our life. And we almost wear these masks of, yeah, everything's great. And actually inside we're, we're crumbling because we're trying to be perfect. So how, how do you approach that? Well, I didn't check if I could swear on this podcast, so I won't. (laughs) But I just, I now sort of live by this ethos of F perfection. I'll say F. Uh Good girl. (laughs) Um, But done is better than perfect. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. So like I said, it's changing that story of, well, no, like I love my PT. My PT always has said to me for years that, people ask me still they're like Anna what's mm. the best workout to do and I'm like the one that you do yeah there is no best workout yeah. f45 is great throwing yeah. weights around is great yoga is yeah. great walking is phenomenal yeah but the best workout to do is the one that you'll do the best mm. self-love routine is the one that you'll do the best mm. meditation is the one that you do like it's just done is better than perfect and just having that mentality um and I do think as well that that whole, I mean, it can, it's deep here. Like this is a whole other podcast, but around, around that mindset of perfection and always feeling like we have to show up. It's, it does to me feed back into this, this deep um, self love message of when you can love yourself and not, I'm not talking bubble baths and face masks. I'm talking, look in the mirror and love who you are and, and fall in love with your imperfections, your perfect imperfections. I think when you can come from that space and authentically show up, done is better than perfect. And you can, you know, you can rock up to a podcast recording a bit yeah. sweaty with yeah. greasy hair because, you know, done is better than perfect yeah. And, yeah. and that's authentic. So yeah. I think it's just, it's a big conversation, but ultimately it's, it's, it comes from that, that place and um, of self-love. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of people do, I've noticed is, through social media and I'm not, I don't want to blame social media because I think social media is amazing it's a fantastic tool but what I think has happened in recent years as Instagram and Facebook has really taken off is that the whole comparison Ooh, you yeah. know like that's huge because you know you could think oh I've woken up today I've gone for a good walk and I feel great and then you'll go onto Instagram and you'll see your friend or your you know your a friend of a friend who's done you know an hour in the gym and you know it's just got their kids up and cooking a healthy breakfast and then you're going oh my 15 minute walk around the block that's that doesn't count yeah you know so h- how can we deal and again this is what we, we, we you know we've we get to about this all day but do you think that whole comparison piece is contributing to our self-worth i absolutely do mm. and i and you can blame social media you absolutely mm. can but i also think the the onus of of blame should be on ourselves yeah i don't it used the the quote used to be uh or the quote is that um self-comparison is the or ca- comparison is the thief of all joy but I'm like no 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 I coach our team I'm always like no comparison is the death of you comparison will kill you like comparison will take you out of the game it will shut you up it will make you step back it will make you shut down 
but I also think I see it a lot. A lot of women that I mean, I, I even follow friends say, if you get online and and it, this is like unpopular opinion, but it's like, you know, if you get online and you follow accounts and they make you feel about yourself, like unfollow them. I'm like, oh. mm. I'm of the opinion that it's like, no, if, if you're getting online and you're getting triggered by a lot of stuff, mm. you've got some work to do. Yeah, I would actually say encourage you to to look within and go, okay, mm. why why am I not comparing? Why is that making me feel shit? Is it because you're sleeping in? Maybe you should get up a little bit earlier and move your body, whatever it is. I, but I just think I look at any and all accounts. I'm happy for them. I'm inspired by them. If they're doing better than me, I'm completely inspired by them. So there's no kind of triggers for me at all. If I see a beautiful body, I think what a friggin' rock star. Like I, I understand the, the discipline and the dedication and the determination that goes into that. So I think for me, I think if we can actually – I suppose it is take that onus of blame onto, you know, social media or absolutely. Well, no, no, no. We are the masters of social media. We're the ones that are holding the phone and scrolling. Put it back on yourself and ask yourself, okay, why am I getting triggered? Why am I, why is me looking at, you know, Sophie's account making me feel like, well, if it's because she's doing really well and looks really happy and I understand the highlight reel and everything like that, but I don't as well because I'm like, there is nothing on my Instagram. There's nothing on my social media that's fake. So I struggle with that, but I get it's out there. But I would just encourage, I always encourage women to say, if, if you're looking at an account and it's making you feel like crap, look at why yeah. and start there. Yeah. Because if it's because she's doing really well, well, hey, mm-hmm. dig deeper. Yeah. And, and and I'm with you 100%. And I just think that, you know, when I look at somebody, even like, like yourself, you know, you've got a thriving business, you're in good health, you know, you've got an amazing um, message to spread. And I just think, wow, I find that inspiring, you know, and I, but then I'm done a lot of work on myself. Yes. You know, and I think that's probably the message here is that, you know, put, put yourself first work on yourself your inner world reflects your outer world and that's something that you really need to work on every single day it's like going to the gym and train them training your muscles right you know you're not just going to wake up and always be in this fantastic frame of mind it's a daily discipline and hence why the morning routine and spending time every day on yourself is so important so and it's relatable like what we're talking about is i know this is like corporate and Mm. entrepreneur like a podcast but it's Mm. like you could be the ceo of a multi-billion dollar company i just heard sir richard branson speak yesterday or the day before or you could just be uh, an incredible employee starting out in your journey it's relative absolutely like yeah. looking after yourself on every yeah. level understanding uh-huh. your values yeah. showing up for yourself first will only make you a better ceo will make you a better human will make you a better employee and that's where it starts for me 100 yeah. percent, absolutely and the whole point of the podcast is the mind to lead you know and everyone's a leader you know whether like you're a mom you're a teacher you're you know you're running a team of 500 people or you're running yourself every day you know everyone is a leader and it's how do you show up every day in that right mindset because in that mindset you can achieve incredible things exactly so on that note you are your business is thriving and you know like you're doing so well at the moment so how do you go about prioritizing your day and sort Mm. of you know working all that out 
I just trained on this. I Ooh. love this question. I did I didn't get told these questions, but this is actually something I'm really passionate about. So I I believe if it's not scheduled, it won't get done. Mm. And some people are like, no, don't you like spontaneity? I'm like, yeah, it's scheduled in. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> which is so counterintuitive. But it, to me, the freedom is in the discipline and the freedom is in the scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I, I do do a lot. I just I was I said to Morgs, my husband and I sat the other day, we have a business meeting every morning because we work from home and we work together and I said to Morgs, okay, I want to get really clear on, so I booked him in, my husband. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want it. you un, un, like, undisturbed, undistracted. So I booked him in the calendar for a coffee meeting like because I'm like, well, I want this is serious. But, you know, we sat and we worked out. Um, I said, I want to know my three, because he's my greatest um, lover, like, but my greatest critic. So I'm like, okay, I want to know my three greatest strengths and my three greatest weaknesses. Ooh. So I can delegate my weaknesses yeah. and I can amplify my strengths. Uh-huh. And it's all that did. And why I did that is because I want to up level more and I want to do more. And people are like, how are you going to fit it in? And I'm like, scheduling. So no matter where you're at, no matter what your mum, same thing because they're like no no no, I have kids I'm like I get it but it's schedule it in so time blocking so I'm big on and it doesn't matter how you do it again what's the best way paper digital just do it it's just what the best way is the way that you'll do it but everything's scheduled so my workouts are scheduled my PTs are scheduled calls are scheduled meetings are scheduled holidays are scheduled everything's scheduled Mm -hmm. spontaneity is scheduled Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of white space I do but I think as well, when you're trying to establish yourself, you've got to be honest. It's hustle and heart. Like it's, it takes work. You know, you can look at someone who's living the life that you want to be living. And I've got heaps of friends, wildly successful, billionaires, truly millionaires. You know, and I could look at them now and think, oh, they're just at the beach all day. And that's perfect. But if you're in the build, if you are still not where you want to be, you got to, you, you've got to do the work. And so I schedule I, I love white space as well. Mm-hmm. I take Sundays entirely off. I always mm-hmm. say Sundays is my Good. Sabbath. Yep. Um, and it's my day to recharge and I do nothing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go to the beach. Sometimes I just sit and watch Netflix all day like yesterday. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six days of just mm-hmm. of, of scheduling and, mm-hmm. and networking and events and call, just everything. It's all mm-hmm. blocked. Mm-hmm. And I always say, especially if you work for yourself, people go, I'm my own boss. I'm like, I'm not. My diary is my boss. I have a boss and it's my my freaking electronic schedule that pings me and it's like, okay, you're in income producing activity time. Okay, no, now you're in team time. Okay, call, the call's about to start or get to this event or whatever it is. So that's how I get it done and how I really genuinely have a thriving mm-hmm. business. Amazing. Because I think at the moment there's stress, burnout, they're like buzzwords all across the corporate space, especially in entrepreneurship. I think that's this bit of a mentality of like hustle sleep while you're dead but no yeah how important is finding that balance oh so I am like you probably never meet a more pro sleep person Mm I hate I've never understood Mm -hmm. sleep when you're dead Mm -hmm. I'm like no because then you're dead yeah and you can't have fun like yeah so I'm very pro so I and if balance because some people are like balance is bullshit and I get that but I would say I call it harmony. So it's finding the harmony. Um, but it's vital. Like go and eat. I mean, Thrive by Ariana, Ariana Huffington is a brilliant book that I read. Um, you know, I mean, I'd already had this ideology and ethos, but she talks about how, you know, and she is a you know owner of Huffington Post. She woke up in a pool of her own blood after passing out in a, at a desk just from exhaustion. 
I was at Success Resources and one of the speakers said, um, you know, hustle and oh, something about hustle and, you know, hard work, same thing. And I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't sit with me. Yeah. You can work hard, hustle and heart, I call it. Um, but taking care of your mental state, your physical state, your emotional state, your spiritual state is more important than your business because if you are not well Mm -hmm. then you cannot show up Mm -hmm. like I say to Morgan all the time I'm like I'm psychologically unemployable but I'm like (laughs) I would be the best employee because (laughs) I was like I'm I haven't been sick in six years like I was like I would just but Mm -hmm. because I I above all else prioritize my health and well-being and from that space everything flows and that's scheduled that sounds crazy but like that that time is scheduled as well. And I, you know, life happens. So I had this, um, I've had a crazy couple of weeks and, you know, I said to Morgs the other day, like crazy couple of weeks, like, and it's been stressful and, and it's just been personal stuff and, you know, but I, but business resumed. However, and, you know, I said to my team, cause they were like, Anna, how do you do it? How are you still showing up when this is going on? And, and I said, well, you know what? Life's going to happen. Life's always going to happen we're going to come up against trauma we're going to lose loved ones we're going to you know kick the wall in frustration we're going to have bad business deals we're going to lose money we're going to lose sleep all of that's going to happen you just have to be so steadfast in looking after yourself and knowing where you're going why you're going there and look after yourself and have that ideology that you won't stop always looking after yourself and you know I was talking a lot about this recently and then just over the weekend there was an incredible man who you know has gone through the worst life I've ever heard of in my life Michael Crossland an incredible speaker but he said I'm I'm like snot like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) like just the most emotional story and he said you know life is gonna deal you cards life's just gonna deal you these cards but if you're being dealt these cards, it means you're still in the game. And whilst you're still in the game, you have everything to be grateful for and you just need to learn how to deal with it. And I loved that. I was like, oh, yeah, that is just amazing. keep going. That is amazing. And gratitude, something that I preach. And I think people can, you know, when I think we get down and depressed and low, it's like we're focusing on the things we don't have. So how important, you know, do you think is having like, not necessarily even daily gratitude practice but what do you do every day as well to sort of show that appreciation for life no I'm very grateful Mm. I I do have a daily gratitude so Mm. I so in on the emotional this is like look it up guys Mm. like it's such a powerful thing to understand but on the emotional guidance scale system Mm. and it basically explains how when we spiral up so when we're feeling really good and Mm. then we're attracting more things and then Mm. when you're spiraling down Mm. now the highest um vibrational energy and we are at the end of the day molecules waves and particles we are made of them that's science that is you can't refute that so i'm nodding here like a nodding dog i'm like yes totally it's not it's It's science it's quantum physics we Mm -hmm. are made of particles we're Mm. right so on that spectrum the highest emotional guidance you know level of energy is joy and appreciation mm. for gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I just think to stay in that vibe of, you know, and that's probably why people are like, your energy, and it's like, I'm just, I'm grateful. And like I just said, I've had a, a shocking couple of weeks and not in business, just personally. And, 
but I just still found things to be grateful yeah. for. And yeah. I'm that person. I'm like, look for it. Seek seek the things to appreciate. Like, And Morgan says, like, you are this magnet for ridiculousness. Like we were in a cafe the other day. <laughs> my favourite thing is jam donuts. And this, ch- I'm like paying and I said, oh, look at this donut. And the chick goes, oh, would you like it? I'm like, no, no, it's okay. And she's like, no, no, on me. Oh. I'm like, really? And then we walked out and then someone had sent me like this incredible gift. Like Morgan's like, you just, you're this ridiculous, like magnet for ridiculousness. And I'm like, it's, I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I know it's because mm-hmm. on the emotional guidance scale, it's the mm-hmm. highest form of magnetism. Mm-hmm. Appre- and what I really believe what you appreciate, appreciates. Yeah. So if you appreciate your employees, if you appreciate the, your good times, if you appreciate, you know, the blessings and the abundance, you're only going to attract more of that. So, so important. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And you always find those people that just life doesn't ever seem to sort of go their way. And, surprise, you know, yeah, surprise. I don't think that's a coincidence, yeah. but that's a whole different topic. So yeah. obviously you look a successful entrepreneur and I use the word success always loosely because I think everyone defines success in different ways. So in your view, how do you ex- explain and express what does success look like to you? Success to me is such a good question and it, it's like loaded in a sense for mm-hmm. me, but I think truly if I really got to the the bottom of it, I think that success is when my head hits the pillow every single night. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of what I have accomplished in the day, mm-hmm. whether it is minute or major. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the impact I'm having. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the woman I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of, yeah, just the impact and that I've, of that I'm, it's integrity, I think. Success to me is integrity. So saying, doing what I say I'm going to do, having an impact, it's, it's, and, you know, of course, with that comes financial success, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. But, when your head hits a pillow, if you aren't living with integrity for me, this is my, but, you know, aren't living with integrity, you're not in a body that, you know, is thriving, you don't have relationships that are thriving, you can be the wealthiest person on the planet and the most well-known but not be happy. And I think success is that deep, innate, sincere happiness. And for me that is when that head hits the pillow, sleeping well because you know, I've, I'm proud of all of those things. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm proud of the impact. I'm proud of my attempts. I'm proud of my failures. I'm proud of all of it. Mm -hmm. That's success. And that's it. That's really interesting is it's not what you're aiming towards. It's the person you become exactly whilst, you know, aiming for that big goal, whatever it may be. And, you know, I think that it's a really interesting journey that I think a lot of people need to go on, but I think if you can define what success looks like for you and if it's not, I, I feel like success shouldn't be like necessarily an end goal. It should just be something that you sort of do daily like and reflecting on that sort of, you know, what have I done today to move myself forward and then still focusing on things that you can be proud of every day. Exactly. And if you can have that mindset, what a beautiful place to, to live by every day. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just life isn't guaranteed. I mm-hmm. say this to Morgan. I feel like I'm getting older. I'm 31, but... 32 soon. Mm-hmm. Mum's like, stop <laughs> saying that. You're not 32 yet. I'm like, J-Mac, please, I want to say it. I feel like I look okay. Um, you look fab. <laughs> but I say to mum all the time, like I say to everyone all the time, I'm like, we're just not invincible. Mm-hmm. Like no mm-hmm. day is guaranteed at all. And I think that's to me the most important part that, and it is, it's that I think, I was going to say Branson, it wasn't, it was Steve Jobs that every day he looked in the mirror and asked himself the question, if today was my last day on earth, 
would I be happy what I'm doing? And if the answer was no, he wouldn't do it. He would change it. And I think it's a beautiful way to live. And I think there'll be a lot of people that listen to this that, you know, are just not just but are employees and not necessarily business owners. But it's like I think, you know, you can start there as well. Like, okay, if today was your last day and you weren't happy with doing what you were, were going to do from a work perspective, that's okay. But who are you outside of that? Yeah. What's the impact you're having outside mm-hmm. of that? How are you showing up in integrity? What is what is the joy you're bringing to yourself and then to people around you? What's the gratitude practice that you can, you know, start in your day so when your head does hit the pillow, regardless of the money you're making, the job that you're doing, you know, as a person, are you genuinely happy? And I think that's the most important part. Amazing. And do you think there's a difference between happiness and fulfillment? Ooh. No. I think I'm I think I'm happy because I'm fulfilled and I'm mm. fulfilled because I'm happy. Yeah. So I so I mean, I yes, but I think mm-hmm. they're just very intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like salt and mm-hmm. I was going to say hot chips and champagne like you know can you have one without the Mm. other no i guess it's like joy and gratitude as well isn't it it's like you can't have one you can't be joyful and not feel grateful exactly you know so it's kind of all linked together i love that so for those people out there that are are an employee and want to start their own business what advice would you give to those people right now i always say and i do a lot of mentoring with youth and they're weapons Mm -hmm. they're incredible individuals and i always say start where you are Use what you have, Mm -hmm. do what you can. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, don't wait for a million dollars. Don't wait for this big genius idea. It's just, okay, what are you most complimented on right now? Like what are the services or products that you can bring to the world? What, you know, what do you have resources available to you? It could be relationships. It could be um, amazing networks. It could could be what's your skill set? And then how can you start today? Stop putting it off and stop thinking that it has to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. So it's just like start. I did a podcast the other day with a youth and he was like, okay, like the $10,000 business. And I literally, I'm like, well, they're youth. I was like, well, you know, literally take what you are most passionate about. Like, what are you most complimented on right now? The end goal is 10 grand for them in 30 days. And then we broke that down. So it was like, and I said, you could be a dog, an amazing dog walker. It could be that you nail social media. Like you're really good at it. You don't, you're not an influencer, but you're really good at it. Well, that's a service-based skill. Like you could start a VA, a virtual assistant business. It's just start where you are, mm-hmm. use what you have, mm-hmm. do what you can. Mm-hmm. And don't I, wait for tomorrow because it's yes, just not promised. Yeah. And don't be afraid of failure as well. Yeah. Oh, I think. well, failure is beautiful. Yeah, it's part of it. Absolutely. We've all failed. And there's not one single successful entrepreneur or business owner that I've spoken to who has not had of some kind of failure oh but it's how you bounce back exactly it's how, how you, you deal forward. with it yeah it's a learn it's I'm like this you know there's different schools of thought like no failure is a failure i just think failure is a beautiful learning it's yeah. like how you just learn how mm-hmm. to not do that thing mm-hmm. and so you can do it differently mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. yeah just fall in love with your failures because yeah. it's gonna happen yeah but just mm, tomorrow is not guaranteed and if you aren't living the life that you want in the body that you want with the income that you want with the relationships that you want you are the author of your life and it is up to you to make the impact, to make the change, to step up, to show up. You've just got to decide today to do that. Mm-hmm. And then work on yourself daily to keep in the right headspace, to keep in the right mindset, surround yourself with positive people who are going to help you get there as well. Because I think we would both agree that who you surround yourself with who you become. Absolutely. And very, you know, 
um, choiceful of who I let into my inner world because I, I do believe in energy and I think that, you know, there's there's some beautiful positive people I have in my life now and you know I and and I've they're in my life for a reason and I yeah. think that's when you're starting a new business as well you want to be around those types of people absolutely 100% we love 100% so final 100%. question <laughs> what is the impact that you you want to have in in the world I believe Oh, I've never really been asked this question. So I, I always say like it's a bit deep and woo-woo, but I remember listening to the Dalai Lama for the first time mm. in my life. We had a private audience in wow. parliament with him mm-hmm. and he said the quote, I'd heard it before, but not from his mouth in front of him. He said, the Western woman will change the world. And I just have always said it was like an anointment on me. It was like he was only speaking to me. It was like, that's my job in this world to help women, not, not Western, but it was, that's his quote. So I don't want to misquote him, but I just believe my role is embodiment of creating this, you know, unbelievable life for myself, first and foremost, showing women what that looks like and having a massive impact to then go. I always say my oxygen mask is on first and then put it on millions of women around the world um, to help them impact their world because they are the nucleus of the, the family's universe, of the home's universe. And I think if I can impact every woman in every household around the world you know that household impacts the neighbors and then the neighbors impact the community and then the community impacts the society and then a society impacts a, a suburb a suburbs impacts the state a state impacts a nation and a nation impacts the world so for me it's just starting on that molecular scale of impacting women through my events through my speaking through my business through you know health through fitness through empowerment in every single way to own her life to change her life just like I keep saying step up show up speak up um, live the life of financial security of of health of wealth of abundance and impact her household and herself and change the world amazing Thank you so much. And for those who just want to find out more about you, where should they go? To the bar. No, (laughs) (laughs) Wherever there's champagne. No, I hang out. I'm big on social media. I love Mm -hmm. social media. I'm on both Instagram and Facebook. So Mm -hmm. Instagram's just my name, Anna Richards or Anna Rose Richards. Uh, And then Facebook, same, same. So Mm -hmm. I'm the unmissable bright red (laughs) copper hair girl. Um, Yeah, so come hang out. Mm -hmm. And on that as well, if anyone who doesn't follow Anna, I highly encourage you to. She's very entertaining. Messages are absolutely beautiful and she's just an absolute inspiration. So thank thank you, you beautiful. It's been a ball. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind to Be podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with at least one of your friends and please leave a comment. Please like this podcast. It would mean the world to me. Let's connect. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Georgie Hubbard on LinkedIn. Georgie L. Hubbard on Instagram. I hope you have a beautiful day. I look forward to bringing you lots more content, lots more value. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon.